in your corner, saving one investor at a time, working for clients, not companies, all while bullyproofing portfolios, totally committed to sharing academic truths about investing, always representing Main Street and not Wall Street. It's your sound money team, and this is the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. Hello and welcome to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borth, and we are a registered investment advisory firm. We are independent. We do work for clients and not companies. To receive your complimentary and personalized financial income plan, give us a call, 513-575-9654. If you're seeking advice on an old 401k, 403b, some type of employer-sponsored plan, even for some in any way analysis, here's the point. If you're no longer with the company, then as a rule, your money should not be there either. So we can help you roll that out into a tax-neutral IRA or at least take control of your money. Give us a call, 513-575-9654. Our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email, share your thoughts to team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Our home office is in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence. Greg? Well, today we're going to be discussing 10 retirement planning tips for women. And in order for women to enjoy, let's say, an ideal retirement, there are special planning considerations to make. And this would apply to most anyone who wants to be successfully retired, too. But we're going to focus a little bit more on the women's perspective. Now, women oftentimes, they deal with unique challenges that uh, aren't necessarily faced directly by men when planning for the ideal retirement. Quite often, women live longer, right, and earn maybe less money along the career path in that journey and have a higher chance of living alone throughout many of the ending um, retirement years. It's kind of like hitting the trifecta, you know, but, but in a good way, if not properly addressed these and these other realities, well, they can cause significant financial stress and undermine retirement security. Now this is why it is important and even imperative for all women, whether married, divorced, widowed, or single to view retirement and the planning for retirement as a unique process, a unique process to them. And so, um, and also I would say, not entirely unique considerations, separate of men or others, but some worth noting. And then you know, some of these thought-provoking questions, James, will spotlight what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. So think of it from the perspective of this. Have you made retirement planning a priority? Or turn that around, and have you made your or planning for your retirement planning a priority? Have you allowed your spouse or your partner to take control of money matters to the point where you really aren't sure of your financial position? You know, sometimes we all fall into different roles in life and in relationships as well. And it's like, honey, that's your job to handle the finances. Honey, that's your job to handle the investments and the investment decisions. Sometimes we see that we don't like it because we realize that in, in our later years, sometimes the roles have to change. So do you consider yourself to be financially literate or maybe how financially literate do you consider yourself to be? Are you comfortable asking questions when speaking to a financial professional. Sometimes that's what we also see is where questions that should be asked and they're afraid to ask because they don't want to show, I guess, perhaps ignorance of, of a particular subject or, you know, on a discussion point. Have you made it clear to your spouse, your partner, and your financial advisor what are your most important financial objectives? Is it something that's on your bucket list or is it something you want to accomplish either during your working years, during retirement, or even as a legacy consideration. And then concerning that women, at least statistically, there's that word, statistics, 
often live longer than men. Are you confident that your retirement plan will provide the income you need to live, hopefully, a good long life, right? Do you clearly understand the fees and the costs associated with your investments or what's being charged by by your financial advisor or your broker, depending upon if you have just a broker relationship versus a financial advisor relationship? Gosh, James, right there, specifically cost, total cost, total cost of ownership, not just a fee. We see it every day that uh, folks will come in, prospective clients and so forth, and uh, they'll have on their mind or top of mind a fee that some advisors propose charging or is currently charging them. And that fee very often is loss-led because these platforms know the internal costs that they can get and rebate back to themselves as compensation also. Plus, the loss-led fee gives them a total compensation that equals what is really your total cost of ownership. So you need to learn about total cost of ownership, not just fee. You can be loss-led. You can, what is the old saying, penny-wise, pound-foolish, something like that. You don't want to fall for that. So we'll, we'll look at fees when we're together, uh, sitting with each other, reviewing your situation, um, coming up with recommendations of plan. We'll analyze that thoroughly because that that's like stepping into quicksand. And you thought you're on old firm terra firma, that is. Anyway, James. Well, when it comes to risk allocation, this is also where there's sometimes a, a mismatch or divergence between how the husband thinks versus the wife thinks about market risk. So when it comes to market risk, how are your investments allocated? Do they match your desired allocation or market risk allocation? Do you know the reasons why retirement planning for women needs to be at least somewhat different than it is for men? And do you really understand your investments as in what do you own and why do you own it? Greg? Yeah, it's just I had this picture <laughs> going through those. Why do you own these things? Is it for your benefit? Is it really for you? I had this vision and I think we're going to run with this and, and do some advertising around this concept to protect our consumer investors and to kind of raise a, have one of those the epiphany moments. And that is visualize that, that you see this extremely formal, traditional brokerage firm with a traditional advisor, almost like those old uh, E-Trade or Scott Trade commercials with a really slick dude from Wall Street in the back of some stretch limo talking on the phone, all sophisticated and such, and is stymied by a client who's asking some real life questions. He has no clue how to answer them. And what I'm thinking here is, whose retirement is it? Envision this collective traditional group of staunchy, stuffy, high money people that run expensive commercials, Super Bowl commercials, you know, and have stadiums named after them. Is that in your best interest or picture you, your family and taking first person ownership of what your vision is for your retirement? Because it's your money, it's your purposes, your goal, your objectives, your ambitions, your dreams, your legacy. Now contrast those two and then envision us stepping into your family picture right behind you, putting our hands on your shoulders and being part of that, that image, that future. That's the stark difference in contrast. We're in your picture. Where are they? Whose retirement is it? We know whose it is, and we want to help you with that. And just hearing you go through those questions just just kind of inspires that thought for what it's worth. But anyway, as we're going through more specifically the retirement planning tips for women today, um, you know, we've already touched on women typically earn less through the workforce over the years, and there's a lot of reasons for that. There is a traditional view of being primarily responsible as the nurture in the home um, for the children and, you know, spouse and what else do we see as the life journey continues to pick up responsibilities for the adult uh, parents, you know, the, the aging parents, not just their own, 
but um, their spouses too. You go through that whole cycle as the kids continue to get older and transition to college. And it's like, wow, one of the two people in the household didn't get the greatest opportunity to spend time building a quote-unquote career and all the earnings, potential accolades that go with that. And then until maybe um, empty nesting, they get to you know, go into some broader sense of a career. And about the time the other spouse is ready to throttle back and then they spend some time together and you know work into their last 10 years leading up to retirement and twilight and have fun and travel and do all the things that were their ambitions and dreams. Isn't it odd, though, how life throws you the curveball that the the immature, the olding, the aging parents start to show up again where they're needing more care. About the time you thought you're going to, I'm just having a real talk with you here. About the time you thought you were going to break free and do some things, you have other responsibilities. And about the time that cycles a little further, guess what? You have new people added to that family portrait. They're called grandchildren. And, and you don't want to chase your children all over the country. I get it. But you sure like to chase your grandchildren, don't you? So you find yourself still delaying in some way, shape, or form your vision of retirement. You know, we can have that talk today, be more practical with you, some tough love, what to do, not to do in terms of spending, financing all the vacations for all the family, every meal when you see everyone you love, when you're on a fixed income. This needs to change. And if you think your typical couple has challenges like this, uh, de-pair, uncouple, decouple for a moment and say, you're a woman going into retirement. Are you prepared? You're entering retirement. What do you do? How's it different? What are some of the pitfalls? What are some of the risks? What do you need to know to avoid mistakes? Uh, because of these odds that, you know what, they've just been kind of against you. And we want to help you navigate that. You know, we'll be the Magellan um, on the ship. Anyway, we're going to try to touch on 10 retirement tips for you specifically, whether you're a spouse, partner, or on your own. You likely own a retirement plan of some concept, and we want it to be a plan that's that's geared and wired to succeed on purpose. Well, here's a stat or statistic for you. And this is the average age of when a woman becomes a widow, if she's going to become a widow, is around age 56. So think about that, average age. So many of them are quite a bit younger than that. Some, of course, are quite a bit older than that. But again, statistically speaking, it's going to be the women that outlive the men. And especially when you look at relationships and the ages of people in relationships, Normally, it's the woman who's younger than the man. So if she's going to live longer, but she's in the relationship and she's younger, that means it's like a doubled effect of her outliving her male counterpart. There's more. There's much more. Our phone number at the office is 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. But stay tuned. You're listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Opinions expressed are solely those of Brown Financial Advisors and should not be interpreted as specific advice. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified investment advisors prior to implementation. Market-based investments involve risk and past performance is no guarantee of future results. Insurance-based investments offer guarantees based upon the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. All insurance, tax, and mortgage services are offered through Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors. LLC. Brown Financial Advisors and Brown Insurance and Tax Advisors are affiliated companies and may only transact business in those states in which registered or were otherwise legally permitted. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borth. And we are an independent RIA. That's a registered investment advisory firm. We do work for clients, not companies. That's Main Street and not Wall Street. Our phone number, 513-575-9654. Website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. 
Email team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. And our home office is in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence. Greg? Well, retirement planning tips for women. That's the focus of today's show. Uh, look at explaining a few things to help overcome what would be unique challenges. And really, we'd just like to sit down with you to discuss more specifically how our planning services being holistic, you know, insurance investments, estate planning, uh, insurance Financial planning, income planning can all be brought together. Tax, tax advisory, tax preparation, um, you know, Medicare consultation, Social Security transitions, pension maximization choices, um, health care gap if you're retired before the Medicare age and getting you to and through that, all of it. I mean, that's you know, the whole enchilada, the financial services as we are. We kind of like the Mayo Clinic, like to help you out with all that because holistic matters very much in this phase of your life, financially speaking. So as we go through a few of these things, James, why don't you pick up with uh, how do we make better decisions? Oh, making your best decisions or at least making good decisions, that's a good start. It starts by recognizing that retirement often looks quite different for women. And it seems like far too few books, articles, internet, videos, retirement planning advice that seems to be given at least adequately take these differences into account. Much of the advice that you'll hear, whether it comes from friends, family members, professionals, colleagues, often ignores the very different realities that women face as they age. And this might easily result in making decisions that can lead to challenges that may not be apparent for many years. Sometimes you don't see the, the wrongness of that decision until, what, a decade or two later? To help to avoid this, there are at least 10 different retirement planning tips that are especially important for women to consider. Greg, what's number one? Actually, I heard this referred to in a magazine. It said, um, uh, what was it? Botox for financial planning. And if you think about it, it's like, how do you preserve and protect? How do you improve the look, feel, and overall satisfaction of what something is or appears to be? Well, whatever your concept of making this better and making better decisions, here we're looking at, as you, if you haven't already heard it, assume you will live longer. So one of those biggest considerations, that word, the operative word is longevity. I mean, it's a fact, statistically, women live longer than men. And that longevity might be the single most important retirement consideration for y'all because, well, for example, fastest growing segments of our population are the so-called centenarians, the people who make it to age 100 and above. And of this group, You'll, you'll guess, you will have guessed it, uh, women outnumber men nearly four to one. So longevity is far-reaching impact on many aspects of retirement planning because, you know, look at healthcare expenses. The longer you're here, the you know, longer we need to um, maintain uh, the tires and the oil and everything that is us, you know, from a mechanical perspective. Healthcare expenses are ongoing. Social Security benefit timing. You start it too early, you get a smaller check for a long period of time. And now we're talking about that you just might be the person that lives for a long period of time. So when do you elect the benefit? There is a sweet spot. You know, you have 96 election opportunities between age 62 and age 70. One of those months, one of those days within those months or those years, it's going to be optimal for you. It's called Social Security Maximization. When you come in, we'll um, assess that, get you a Social Security Maximization report, and put that in the context of your overall financial plan on the income and cash flow side. Figure out how to use your other investment buckets of money wisely, efficiently, uh, productively, and prudently. And then uh, forecast, project your plan, make those recommendations, get you up and going, and, and coach you through the rest. You know, it's kind of like a pilot. We're going to navigate and fly, get you to the destination with the least amount of turbulence, and um, 
make sure you enjoy, you know, your, your outcome, your goals. So one of these most important considerations as it relates to retirement planning for women is ensuring what? That those retirement assets provide income needed for a long period of time. In other words, the longer you live, the longer your savings must last. And in other words, what? You don't want to outlive your money. That's ironic. The phraseology of insuring your retirement because Social Security by itself, by definition, is a form of insurance. And increased longevity is one of the reasons why these types of benefits are so important. It is one of the very few sources of income that you can count on for lasting as long as you live, perhaps even beyond what you live, depending upon who goes first. So typically when there's a husband-wife involved, or spouse in other words, then if both are receiving Social Security payments, one of them passes away, the survivor receives the bigger of the two benefits, the smaller one falls away, but nevertheless, there's still the survivor benefit. So on the surface, this is great, right? That means there's nothing to manage, no investment decisions to make, a check just shows up in your account month after month as if it's on autopilot, and most important of all, it's lifetime income that you cannot outlive. Nice. And if you would like an extra Social Security check or a self-funded pension, you like the concept of a check coming to your mailbox every month, you know, conceptually, or to your bank account, um, we can take part of your investment resources and develop a plan just like that. Yeah. So maximizing your Social Security benefits, very important because it's not just the individual, but also the collective benefits that need to be planned for. And there's a lot of different benefits that are at least potentially available depending upon your situation. And that's why it's vital for everyone, but especially for women, to make sure that they're maximizing their benefits from Social Security. Emphasis here on big and a but. I'm not sure if that's the uh, Hmm. pun intended, but there is one big problem that can often stand in the way. Social Security, the program itself, can be quite complicated. Most people are not aware that there are actually 13, yes, 13 different kinds of benefit payments available or at least provided potentially by Social Security. Many of them could also be especially important for women. Most people know that they're eligible to receive a retirement benefit. That means off of your own work record benefit that is based on your earnings history. But there's more. There's much more. Greg, what's next? I just can't quit thinking about the the word but and problems and then big butt problems. And yeah, if you're like me, your favorite belt tells you the tale. Uh, you know, the one that's so worn, you can see every notch of every place you've been along the way when as your weight changes. Well, life changes and you need to be able to adjust. There, there's so many, um, there are so many metaphors to apply in what we do. It's kind of fun, but uh, you, you need um, a financial belt that can be adjusted for all sizes to help you get exactly through what you need to get through and successfully where you always have the belt, right? Anyway, in addition to these, uh, well, Social Security benefits, it is a benefit. And James referenced it as a form of insurance, which it is. It's insuring and assuring you have a check every month for the rest of your life. And we can take other assets and do the same, replicate that through insurance. Insurance, think about it. You insure your car, your house, yourself. Why not uh, some portion of your retirement buckets of money? Do the same, convert it to some guaranteed income. But what are the other benefits you're dealing with? And they had wins of all this. Well, it include disability benefits to the extent you might have some, need some, or don't. Uh, spousal benefits, divorced spousal benefits. Um, these that are all components in um, Social Security. Child in care spousal benefits, widow, widower benefits, the child benefits, disabled benefits, disabled child benefits, mother, father benefits, divorced, widow, widower benefits. 
and so forth, parent benefits, grandchildren benefits. I mean, it just goes on and on. So what benefits apply to you? Well, we'll figure it out, Social Security Maximization Report, or where you are in the crossroads of life. Because if some of those benefits don't make sense to you, other than widow, widower, I mean, we get that. We outlive a spouse. Um, we're looking to see, like James said, the larger the two benefit. If we have a spousal benefit from a non-spouse, meaning divorced, we kind of get that too. What are the provisions related to that? Well, how long do you have to be married? How long do you have to not be married anymore? How long do you have to stay not married at all after having been married for a certain amount of time to get a certain divorced spousal benefit? Exactly. More questions than answers, but we have more answers than questions. If that's possible, we'd love to help you with that. And um, if, if some of this confuses you like uh, child benefits, what's, what would that be for a Social Security uh, recipient? Well, you'll see circumstances, I know we do, where one spouse who's the Social Security eligible participant turns on Social Security, and guess what? They have a much younger spouse. And guess what? A much younger spouse has children of the home, their children. And one more thing, and their age of minority, they're under 18. So for the number of years that that Social Security recipient has children under age majority, there are special benefits. In addition to the, the check for the participant, there are checks for the little ones too, all the way up until age 18, until all of them get past 18. One by one, they drop off Social Security. Lots of extra money coming in. It's like a, well, it's just, it's a helpful thing if you find yourself in that situation. You may not even know you're in that situation. And the interesting thing also is whose tax return does those benefits show up on? Hint, it's not the parents, at least not usually, but there is also a provision known as the kitty tax that may or may not apply to your situation. That's why there's so many more details to this than just simply, hey, I have benefits, let's turn them on. Well, measure twice and cut once is really our advice on that one. So much more to retirement than just investments. And that's why we're holistic and help you with it all. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Call us, we can help. But stay tuned to listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC. The talk station. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Morton. We are a registered investment advisory firm. We are independent. We do work for clients, not companies. And it really does all start with the plan. That means actually having a plan. Again, knowing what you own and why you own it. So whether you're seeking advice on an old 401k, 43B, IRA rollover, investment planning, retirement planning, income planning, tax planning, social security maximization, a Roth conversion analysis, NUA analysis, and for some perhaps even in-service rollover, all those and more we can help, 513-575-9654. Our website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Go there, register for maybe some dinner seminar workshops, uh, listen to some of our recent podcasts. There's so much more about our website, but those are two of the, of the most important features. Email team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Our home office is in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence, y'all. Yeah, when you're on the website, even look for the Comra, Color of Money Risk Analysis, C-O-M-R-A, 11 non-invasive questions. It will result in a score on risk and uh, tell you that, like more about the color of money, which is important to kind of simplify um, big picture concept, what types of money there are. Red is unmanaged, yellow is managed market type investments. Green would be less risky, sometimes fully insured. Um, be careful, though. It can be so de-risked and so guaranteed and so, so much on the safer side that you can find a safe way to lose money. But all of this is a learning journey, and we want to help you 
along. And uh, when you do come in, we will have a, a sit down, go over everything you currently have, measure your risk, measure the risk of the things you do currently invest in. We'll look for the internal spreads, fees, margins, and loads. We will share all of the findings with you. Then we'll transition to the presentation of a, a comprehensive financial plan. We will show you the investments and all things that we recommend. Won't hold anything back. There's no obligation. There's no cost. As James also mentioned, uh, we always have uh, each month a couple of dinner workshops. It's uh, food, fun, and finance. You're more than welcome to join us if you're looking for maybe a change in advisor. You're looking for direction and help with investing, financial planning, uh, retirement. You know, you're getting close. You have all the right questions, and you're just missing some answers. Or you know what we found? is a lot of times you don't even have the right questions because you're carrying around questions other people have put in your mind because they want you to ask that question so they can give you their answer. We want to help you with the independent choice of questions that make you better on purpose and um, reframe the questions better in line with your needs so that you can get the answers that actually solve for the problems that you're either facing, will encounter, or aren't even sure are out there. So as we were just kind of skipping around on some of the Social Security-related uh, aspects. We'll go a little deeper in a couple components that women at certain age and transition to life will find themselves um, in, encountering most, and that'd be like widow, widower benefits and or diverse, divorce spouse benefits. Um, but, uh, you know, James and I were talking during the break about one thing is don't assume two things. One thing I'm going to cover, the other thing he'll cover, is that Social Security representatives, are, they're not your consultants. They're actually advised by policy not to attempt to consult. Now, they'll you know, share, share information, but it's kind of like, you know, they're just sharing it by rote. It's not, it's not specific to your situation. They're not going to go too deep, too far. Don't assume you're there for a consult. We are here to consult you and help you coordinate what the information is that you need to get to and apply it to your financial plan, your personal situation. James, there's something else you were talking about that people should not assume. Well, that's right. But by and large, they are prohibited by law from giving you financial advice. That's what the government says of their workers or their Social Security uh, Administration employees is that they are prohibited from giving you, by policy, from giving you financial advice. So take that with, you know, maybe a grain of salt when you say, well, I'm talking to them and this is what they've told me to do. Well, be careful with that. So when it comes to different types of benefits, especially the category of survivor benefits, also known as widow, widower benefits, This is where oftentimes people have maybe failed to plan properly ahead and say, well, what are some of the impacts of the decisions now versus what they might be later? And, of course, there are certain exceptions, but many married couples share a set of circumstances where it's the husband who has a larger retirement benefit compared to the wife's retirement benefit. Big reason why is that women oftentimes have more breaks in their work history. Breaks, meaning that if you look at the last 35 years or the top 35 years of the earnings records, there are several times when women have a big fat goose egg or zero because they've stopped working to care for either a dependent parent or for children, and therefore they put their careers on hold, whether that's by choice or by obligation. You know, we're not going to get into that in today's show, but nevertheless, that's what we see happening quite a bit. And because, again, women statistically live longer, it's often the wife who survives the husband. And the way that the survivor benefits work is that the survivor receives the larger of either of their own work record benefit or the other the other spouse's work record benefit, or in other words, the deceased husband's benefit. And that also means that the surviving wife will ultimately end up relying on her deceased husband's benefit for the balance of her life. 
Now put a little asterisk or caveat next to that because sometimes what happens is later on in life, the wife, or in this case, the widow, decides to remarry. Well, what happens then? Well, that opens up a whole new can of worms potentially about what types of benefits that you're eligible to receive. But again, married couples often in similar circumstances can help add a great deal of confidence to the surviving spouse by considering how they can optimize the, in this case, the husband's Social Security benefit, which in turn will serve to optimize the future widow's benefits. So this, this other you know, transition from that type of benefit to divorce spouse benefits, you know, divorce can have a negative financial impact on both spouses. And there are plenty of studies that say that um, north of age 50, it, it's, even, it's even worse. I mean, it's, it can be catastrophic. But in some situations, divorce might force a, a person to start his or her Social Security benefits uh, as soon as possible, which may be, you know, practically speaking, too early, premature. It can greatly limit some of the options, of course, the opportunities to optimize or maximize the benefits otherwise. Um, but divorce can also, it can open up some opportunities and strategies that aren't available for married couples. So again, it's a, a use it or lose it system. And because of this, many people end up losing a great deal of money as they just aren't familiar with, um, you know, in, the, in this particular category, the divorced spouse benefits. Uh, interesting fact here is that in some ways, Social Security favors divorced spouses over married couples. Now, we, we see that throughout, uh, seems like anything the federal government's involved in, it seems to have a bias against uh, the, the married couple traditional society, you know, view of the home. But um, I don't know how intentional this is, but the fact is it can just seem to favor the divorced spouse scenario. One example, yeah. But there's also one major catch. The divorce spouse, well, go back to when you were married in the first place. You had to have been married for at least 10 years to be eligible for divorced spouse benefits. How about that? Yes, nicely, nicely said. Um, here, you know, an example of this is that you might be able to claim benefits based on ex-spouse's earnings record, even if he or she has remarried. The new spouse is collecting spousal benefits. That, that blows people's mind. That and uh, so let me just reframe that. People are surprised that they can claim a spouse's record over their their own. That's that's one. Second, they're even equally or more surprised that they're going to claim part of the, well, the record of a spouse who has gone on to be remarried. Because in our minds, we're thinking, how many ways can you slice this money? Some even think, oh, I'm going to get him or her. I'll claim their benefit as though they're not going to get it or they're going to get less. Nope, doesn't work that way. And they might not even know that they're, that you're getting their benefit an equal benefit to their own benefit because they'll get it too. It's just, it's just an interesting thing. And then, um, or that, that there is even a benefit such as this. So the same is true in the situation when it's reversed. Your ex might be able to claim spousal benefits off of your earnings record. There's nothing you can do about it. I mean, it's, it's not like they're getting something from you that you're not going to get for yourself. There's a lot of emotion, obviously, and baggage tied into the concept of divorce, post-divorce. And then you bring in, add in money. It can get a bit um, wonky. But anyway, these are benefits. They don't diminish anyone else's. They can benefit you, and that's the point. When the benefits are successfully claimed, neither your ex nor the ex's new spouse is notified by Social Security uh, nonetheless. And to file off the ex, they, and you don't have to let them know. You, you can if you want to, if it makes you feel better. But here's the point. That person has to be eligible to receive benefits for you then to be eligible to receive the divorce or what is effectively a form of a spousal benefit. So in other words, typically when they're 62 and above is when they're eligible for Social Security. That's the, the, 
I would say the breaking point between when they're not eligible for benefits, age 61 or before, versus 62 and above, they are eligible. At that point, you can start considering that as a potential benefit to be had. Now, the next tip would be about taxes. Don't forget about taxes. Yes, tax planning is important for everyone, both men and women, but there's one aspect that could prove to be especially crucial crucial for married women, and that's because many widows get the unwelcome surprise upon the death of their spouse. It's often called the widow's tax penalty, and it's triggered when the death of the husband causes a shift from filing a joint tax return to now maybe filing as single. Now, there are times, depending upon your situation, where your filing status is either filing jointly, even after the husband or the spouse has passed away, and there's also the uh, widow's form of, of a tax filing status. But again, the year after that person has died is when your new filing status typically is single. And it also can create a situation where the survivor's tax rate stays the same or even rises while their income drops. So there's, it's almost like you get penalized twice with having maybe the same level of income, but half the exemptions to claim on your filing status or you now have the, the same filing status, but income is, is mismatched. So it does definitely affect men, but the surviving spouse typically is the woman, and that's where typically the widow's tax comes in. Our phone number at the office, 513-575-9654. Call us, we can help. But stay tuned and listening to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors here on 55KRC, the talk station. Welcome back to the Sound Money Investment Show with Brown Financial Advisors. I'm Greg Brown. And I'm James Borton. We are an independent RIA. We do work for clients, not companies. Our phone number, 513-575-9654. Website, brownfinancialadvisors.com. Email, team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Home office is in Milford, but we also have locations in Blue Ash, Westchester, and Florence. Greg? Well, let's look at something here that is, um, I'd say, very important, and that would choose... Choose a financial advisor wisely. We would recommend that you find yourself a place that can have a balanced financial approach, balanced financial planning, a holistic one at that, not just investments. You know, you wouldn't sit in a one-legged chair. Why would you sit in a one-legged, one-service uh, financial environment that just does investments or just does insurance or really only works for the company and not for you, the client? See, we work for clients, not companies. Um Fiduciary interest, put your interest first. So as you look at the big picture of retirement and financial services, retirement is complicated. Investing, taxes, social security, health care, just some of the many issues. You know, literally tax preparation, tax advisory work is very important. Financial planning, income planning, making big decisions on how you invest within your plan, not just the investments themselves, but the overall plan, the efficiencies of it, um, the certainty of certain aspects of it. The guarantees, where are the guarantees? Are you guaranteed to get a paycheck each month or are you just going to go to the mailbox and kind of cross your fingers, your toes and um, hope it's there and then go back to the house and break the news to your spouse? Either way, making this decision is incredibly important. So the many issues that need to be addressed before you can work towards your retirement goals um, need professional help in a holistic fashion. That's what would be recommended because as often as you'll hear us say, as a form of a question, an answer in form of a question is, um, do you still go to see 
um, a pediatrician for healthcare. You don't. And in this phase of life, you shouldn't make a similar mistake in seeing someone underhorsed, underversed, under um, you know the lacking of expertise to help you in a big picture way to succeed through this. So not only means um, needing help and the knowledge of a knowledgeable financial advisor, but it's important to work with someone you also feel comfortable with. Now, you've had an opportunity to listen to us for 15 years. Maybe you feel like you know us. Uh, we can't quite see you. If you'd speak up, maybe we could hear you. Or you just give us a call, right? 513-575-9654, 575-9654. You can email us, team at brownfinancialadvisors.com. Share your questions, your concerns. Just say howdy, um, that you like to begin a process. The process is we just evaluate where you are, present what we find, share recommendations, no obligation, present a comprehensive plan, just missing your fingerprints. You get involved. We tinker around with that, get it to a full completion mode to where it has a representation of the way you want to invest, not only the things that make you better. You get a choice. Your preference matters. It's your money. You're the boss. It's your life. It's your retirement. So we just want to present the skill set that best serves your retirement timing and experience. So what, um, what that means if you're younger and still have a number of years before retiring, you're in what we refer to as the accumulation stage. Hey, it's never too early to get started. And if you're out there and you're transitioning to the other phase where you're starting to take money back from your retirement, it's like paying yourself back from your own money for the rest of your forever, that's a distribution phase. And we can help you with that too. So if you're in that phase, it's not too late. If you're in accumulation, it's not too early. So during all this period of time, we just recommend don't settle for a broker. Don't, don't put your nest egg in a brokerage firm or an insurance group or your local bank in its financial area because that financial area is very typically outsourced or outserviced. So, and don't fall for just a simple, what is the cost? What is your fee? No, become familiar. Let us help you with the concept of total cost of ownership because you can be lost led by a fee and end up in the wrong place for the wrong reason. And you can, you can cheapen your own retirement and you can, you can diminish your outcome on something this vital. And that would be very sad. You only get typically one good shot at retirement, right? Does retirement come with do-overs? No, it does not typically come with do-overs. Are we retired? Who are we to talk about retirement? Like we've been retired, are retired, know all this stuff. Cause we do all know, we, we know this stuff. We've seen, my goodness, what have we seen? Probably probably north of 13,000 households in 15 years. We are the laboratory, the proverbial laboratory that know the inputs and outputs and what works, what doesn't, what's highly probable to work and what probably will not work at all. Wouldn't you like to benefit by that experience on a personal basis and make it a personal application? Maybe that sounds like a personal appeal to you. Maybe you need to hear it this way. But to accomplish the objectives throughout your different financial phases of life, it's going to require expertise in the area of advisory and I would suggest to you it needs to be a holistic advisory firm at that. So come see someone just like us. Give us a call. Reach out to us. We'll help you. Well, the next tip is about planning for health care. And yes, as we get older, we get into the age of Medicare. That's almost always what we assume that that means is how do I make the proper Medicare decisions? You know, maybe contrast with when you're younger, it's like, well, what's my best choice if I should need to go to the doctor or the hospital or need health care versus in our later years, it's like, well, not if, but when, what's my best choice when I need to use my health insurance or my health care. And yes, when it comes to Medicare, sometimes we hear this. There are so many different choices out there. How do I know which one to choose? Well, exactly. 
That's why you come see someone such as us, so we can cut through the different choices and help you make what might be the best or at least a really good decision for you. Sometimes there's multiple plans that kind of tie for number one, if you will, as far as what might be the best solution for you. And maybe on the converse, also look at it this way. Uh, If you're complaining about having too many choices, how about this? Would you like the government to decide for you what you're going to have for health insurance or have the choice for yourself to decide what you want to have for health insurance? For me, I'd rather have those choices. And I'd also rather have someone such as us who can help you cut through the different things that have to be really decided upon to make what might be a really good decision for you on your Medicare insurance. Now, just very simply on Medicare, typically there's two worlds of Medicare insurance. There's the Medicare supplements versus the Medicare Advantage plans. For some, one model works great. For others, maybe not so much. So once again, we can help you with those different types of enrollment decisions. Also, your prescription drug plans, those go along with it. So all your different types of Medicare benefits, what is the best approach for you when it comes to health insurance? And once again, Medicare being an individualized approach to health insurance means that what the husband has for health insurance, their Medicare plan might be different from what the wife has for their needs for their Medicare plan. So it is individual. It is also very personal, and we can help you with those decisions. Greg, any thoughts? Yeah, I just, um, with health care, it's a pretty large cost. You've got to have that nailed down. It's just part of the overall plan. Uh, need to look at putting your plan in writing. Ask a financial advisor such as us, we find so many people don't actually have a plan. By default, their plan is to fail. Uh, it's not their desire, but they don't have a real plan. Come see what a real plan looks like and the real analysis that goes behind it. A long-term financial plan, a written plan, the framework for defining your goals, uh, shaping your decisions, the types of investments that align with all the above to help you set your sights on the goals. In the long term, they'll help you keep on track regardless of market conditions, news and noise of the day, and even, unfortunately, uh, unexpected life events, which do for a fact happen. So beyond a plan, having a plan, having it in writing, what do you need to any plan? Kind of a plan B? Well, I'm hoping not, but oh. you just might need a backup plan. Yes. So speaking of life events, when they happen, can we, can we pre-assess? Can we assume together some of the types of events that might happen, even though we don't want them to? Certainly we can. Can we then project those on top of, other projections on a what if else kind of conditional, you know, reality and, um, and kind of blue sky that to see the impact he passes at 84. Where does that leave you? She passes at 91. Oh, you're not here anyway. How does it affect the estate? Maybe you are here. Oh my, what do we do? What if there's a critical illness along the way starts to chip away at the nest egg? You're not going to die. You're going to be okay, but you're not well. And it costs a lot of money keeping you feeling well enough to live. Where's the detour? What happens? Does the train derail or does it just get bumpy for a while and we're all going to be okay? What is the backup plan? Contingencies. Um, when it comes to the estate, it's kind of a backup plan. This side of eternity, you need an estate plan because you probably fogged a mirror, therefore you have an estate. What is it? Will it change between here and the finish line? Will some children disappoint you? Will some folks need to be written out of the script? Some people just fall out and disappear from the script. Maybe adult children pass. It happens. It's very sad. It's out of sequence. Nothing about it's fair. But as these things happen, what do you do then? What do you think in terms of the, uh, the in-law who survived your son or daughter, who is um, in-law today, becomes not law tomorrow? Oh, my. Or marries Harold the Horrible. 
And what happens to the resources you planned on sending your son's way now into his estate to the in-law who's maybe now outlaw because you married Harold the Horrible, and there's your grandchildren. Did they just get cut out? What provisions can you make to make sure they don't? Can you give too much? Can you be too loving? Can you pay for one vacation too many for the family, like you've been doing most of their adult lives leading up to your retirement when you entered a fixed income reality? Where's your coach? Who's your coach? Who's on your team? Who's got your back? We'd like to help you. So yes, the last part of the retirement planning the for is the planning for your family's future. That means the legacy. So the estate, creating a, a strategy that's designed to take care of your heirs while optimizing your retirement income. Again, your retirement comes first, but once again, legacy is very important to plan for as well. There's more. There's much more. Our front of the office is 513-575-9654. Again, 513-575-9654. Call us. We can help. Now, on behalf of Greg, myself, James, thank you for listening today. Have a great week. And remember this, sound money, where good things are believable, achievable, and true for you. <laughs>